in a world where trivia games are played on a podcast. One man reigns supreme and chooses the movie. While the loser must face his... Punishment episode. Is punishment spoilers. Hello there. Welcome to Spoilers. Tonight I am your host, Stevie, and this is my punishment episode for getting the least amount of Oscar picks right. How many did I get right? Anybody know? Eight, I think. Two. Two? Two? I mean, I'm just saying no excuses, but I was blurting out I was just blurting out things driving in an ice storm, so I care less at that point. I was trying not to die. It was a chaotic night. You picked admirably, and you were the only person to predict Green Book. I which picked Green Book something. from the moment I left the theaters. I said that's going to win Best Picture, no doubt. Getting the least amount of Oscar picks right is a nice way to say you lost Oscar Pick'em, Stevie. <laughs> oh yeah, I lost hard. I even said I didn't care. If you were ever in the thread, Jode, you would have read that. But tonight we're doing the prestige. Most normal people would say, CV, the prestige is awesome. CV, it's in my top ten movies of all time. It's the best Nolan movie ever made. Well, I just don't <laughs> feel that way. Um, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves going from Eastest to Weesest. Uh, I believe I am Eastest. Uh, the champion. This the is, champ is here. This is the, the Oscar Pick'em champ, Jordan, uh, recording from Durham, North Carolina. What's your favorite Christopher Nolan movie? Uh, Probably The Dark Knight. Um, I think. Follow-up question. How the fuck did you win Oscar Pick'em, Jordan? <laughs> hey, man. Looking at those betting odds, listen to a few other you movie podcasts. Vegas? Yeah. I thought we were looking at Vegas this year. What? Stevie, you were literally the only one who said that, and that's why you lost Oscar <laughs> Picking with the heart. Picking I with know the heart, exactly I why Jordan won, because he picked Bohemian Rhapsody three more times than everybody else did. Hey, it had to win because of something. Jordan, did you see Bohemian Rhapsody? No. Good. Don't ever do it. I'm telling you. Why would you? Save two hours of your life. Kirsten really wants to watch it, and I really oh, don't. Oh, man. Don't. Don't want to. Go watch Bubble Boy twice. It'll feel better. <laughs> As soon as Brett picks it, yeah. <laughs> so I guess Speaking this is of, me. yeah, uh, yeah. This is Brett uh, from Fort Wayne. Uh, this is my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Never oh. said it was the best, but it's my favorite. That's fair. Why, I well, respect that. Why is it your favorite? What what distinguishes that between favorite and best for you? I, mean, I don't know. I think I think Inception's like really awesome, and Dunkirk's really awesome, and where did, where did you first see this movie? Like, did you have a memorable first? Yeah, I actually with it? watched it with Josh and our buddy Drew and our friend McMasters and friends of the pod. Other, <laughs> our other friend Ralphie. None of them are friend of the pod. No, all of them hate the pod. <laughs> we uh, we watched it in college in Bloomington, and yeah, it just was. It blew me away, and I thought it was even better the second time I watched it. So, solid. I probably watched it about nine times. I respect it. 
Pap, what's up? Yeah, this is Pappy. Recording from Denver, Colorado. Most weestus. Uh, I was actually not going to be on this, even though I rewatched the movie <laughs> for the pod. But I went for a little run, got a little energy. So, yeah. I, uh, I, I'll i be with you in the punishment. It's not my favorite Nolan movie. I think my favorite Nolan movie is actually probably Dunkirk. Ooh, um, did you see it in IMAX? Yeah, I saw it in 70 millimeter IMAX. It was one of the coolest movie experiences I've yeah, ever had. That sounds but, awesome. Nice. But but I will say that I, I did raise my rating of the Prestige half a star Heck yeah. on, on the screen. <gasps> so what's it at now for stars for you? 4.5 stars. Nice. 4.5 for me, 4.5 for Mikey, 4.5 for uh, Pappy's cousin. 1.5 for Stevie. Which no. cousin? Adam. I actually really like this movie a lot. It just, um... <sighs> <laughs> There's things that happen in this movie where I say, I don't think you can have it both ways, but I want to... Well, sorry, before you start, one thing, I was ready to retire the Oscar Pick'em show. I was so down on it. Until Jordan picked the Prestig for you, <laughs> and I thought that was the most perfect pick in the history of this thing. So, like, why? Well, thank there, you, there's some background, right? You hate this movie, right, CV? I don't. Hate, I okay, I, this movie Twin, is twins so, and clones. This movie is. I, I so do well want a done. chance to explain this after Stevie goes through. Yeah, this movie is so well done. It's brilliantly shot. I like the way the story unfolds. Um, it's very well acted. It's just that thing at the end drives me nuts. I don't think you can have it both ways, personally. Like, twins and clones, as Brett said, it drives me nuts. I think you could have got there in a more clever way than twins and clones. A lot of that was pulled from the book. I mean, I read up a little bit on the book, and uh, I can throw some of that to you guys later. But Give us some street knowledge, Brett. Okay, so it's basically like the same storyline... Uh, you know, the two twins, Borden, uh, and Fallon, and all that stuff. Albert they're and tw- Frederick, yes. Yeah, they're, they're twins and they're magicians. They invent the transporting man and then he invented again. And Angier's super jealous of him, uh, tries to figure it out, can't figure it out. So he actually goes and meets Tesla, like in the movie. So he that's makes, in the book. Tesla's yeah, in the book. Yeah, nice. he makes, he makes him the machine and, uh, it drives Borden nuts. I try to figure it out. So kind of like in the movie, he sneaks backstage, but instead of, you know, getting framed for murder, he turns the machine off in the middle of the transportation. So you get two, uh, Angiers. You get one that's a real corporal body, but he's weak. And then you get another one that's like a ghost Angier, kind of like he got caught in the middle. Oh, like so, a meta, uh, kind of like metaphysical, I think that it. Yeah. Yeah, like he, he's poltergeisting. He yeah. looks, he looks real, but he's like almost transparent, and he's like he's not like a real person. But it's like he, it's like the real Angier, uh, Angier's lost that part of his body, so he retires and goes, you know, becomes that lord like he does in the movie, and that's as far as I can get with that. And then it, something even pretty crazy happens at the end. But what happens at the end then? Well. The ghost one goes and like almost kills one of the twins. Um, and, uh, at the very, very end, uh, the corporeal Angiers actually dies. And 
the ghost guy tries to use the machine to put himself into the dead guy's body because he's either hoping it'll restore his body or it'll kill him because he can't die. Hmm. What? What is this like? Written in first person from Ghost? <laughs> ghost? No, no, ghost they're reading. Ghost no, they're reading. Um, <laughs> it's kind of like in the movie. They're uh, the whole book's kind of told through uh, both their diaries. Okay. 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 So that's how it unfolds. Yeah, and then at the very they end, kind of go Frankenstein with it. Is it like like a Game of Thrones type thing? Like you read the chapter of this person told in first person and like switches back and forth. I think it's kind of more like the, how the movie is. They kind of go in big chunks, kind of. Mm, okay. And the you know like Angiers is reading. They're reading his diary and he's talking about meeting Tesla. And at the very end, like a hundred years later, the ghost is seen coming out of like some door. So it like, didn't work, and he's just gonna live forever, and he's miserable. So. You know, it's it's a lot different, but it's got the same like Whoa. guts of the story. So, I did like how this movie starts out with like, um, with Borden or Fallon or whichever one it is. Um, which I think at the end it is Frederick, uh, the one who's initially Fallon, um, getting charged with murder, and it kind of this movie hops around a lot. I'll say this, yeah, and Bre- I know it's one of your favorite movies. I think that the editing in this like the godfather 2 is a little bit haphazard is there a rhyme or reason to the way the story is cut together i thought it was like confusing for confusing sake uh well that's what actually one of the uh uh reviews said um but they also said that it was like the one of the most it's not like some list is what like one of the most beautifully shot movies of all time like number 30 something so no, I'm not. I'm not doubting the cinematography. I'm talking about the editing of the story. I think. I think they wanted weird. you confusing. Um, again, I th- I found out so much more the second time I watched it. The three and acts like, are the magic trick. Yes, that's. Yeah. I think that's awesome. By the way, um, I, I I couldn't tell you, Pappy. I really couldn't tell you, Pap. Do you mean like the like smash cuts and stuff like that? Or I mean, I was just looking back to like the first time I saw it. I was like super disoriented, but it's yeah. even like the way that the you know, it's essentially two stories, but the way that those two stories are edited, like in the way they're presented to the audience, it was super confusing. Like you're jumping around in, yeah, in the timeline. Yeah, you can't really tell who's who's flashbacks or who's. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like there was no like rhyme or reason to it. But what, what Stevie, what did you say? That the three acts are the the magic. Yeah. So act? if you watch this movie, kind of based off of because it it kind of puts it in plain sight for you. In the beginning, you have um. It's literally the first part of the movie. It's uh, narration. Well, yeah, what, what are the three? What are the three uh, steps called? Oh man, there's the turn, the prestige. What's the first one called? Pledge. Pledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, so he's the, telling the little girl, which you find out who the little girl is at the end. Right. So the first act is the pledge. Second act, turn. Third act, prestige. I mean, so that's why. I mean, I guess it makes sense why it was edited the way it was, because it's pretty much saying like you're taking something ordinary, which a man being framed for murder, then you turn it into something extraordinary which is Hugh Jackman cloning himself. Then you return that man back to life, which is Christian Bale actually being a twin the whole time. So I think it does like this. Twins and clones. So I think it does like the acts of the magic throughout its actual acts of the movie. It's pretty meta. But the, you know, the the twins and the clones are like completely opposite storylines, though, that just... Happen to come together at the very end. I mean, yeah, I feel like they both kind of go through their own. It's not own like there's a twin and a clone on top. Yeah. They do, and I think, um, you know, the the twin thing is to me is awesome because it's kind of like they give you a really quick foreshadowing earlier with that old Asian 
magician who's not old. He's just pretending to be old so he can pull off that trick, and he does it all the time. And the little boy. I would never want my life to be a fake or something like that, one of the characters says. Yeah. Or I like to be a phony. So, and he, like, and also they're, they're kind of opposite people. The, the Borden twins, they're great. They're opposite magi- from each other. <laughs> yeah, but either, yeah, but either way, they're great magicians. And, uh, Angiers is a great showman. And a and lousy neither, magician. And neither, yeah, and then Borden's a terrible showman. Yeah. Like, nobody even knew what was going on when he first did his trick. I mean, like, Borden, uh, Angier's like, it's the best trick I've ever seen, but <laughs> it happens, it happens so fast, nobody even knew what happened. Yeah. And then Angier's doesn't have the talent and obviously doesn't have a twin, but everyone loves it. He's selling out shows because he's just a great showman, the great Danton. The greatest showman. <laughs> yes. Oh. Hey. Future spoilers pick. Hey, oh. It's just my thought. I mean, I don't like, I really liked, I really enjoyed watching this movie. I was just, I don't think it's lazy. I just didn't like the way the story enveloped. I would have rather have seen like Hugh Jackman driven mad and just have Christian Bale revealing a twin at the end than twins and clones. Well, yeah, can I, I'll agree with you there. And this is, that's just me. It's going to be a very different episode of sports as a punishment episode. But like the whole, I, I think that the whole huge Ackman plot <laughs> is, too developed like we didn't i don't need to see why he's able to make that trick to me the the story is more of like a persona story of christian bale you know what i mean going back and forth that's like the most interesting part of the movie to me like yeah i forgot i forgot this movie takes place in colorado for part of it yeah colorado springs i just there's two parts to this movie that i could think of the top of my head that just really i really it it blows me away I, i that I love how it's done. One is when you go back and watch it, like the second time you really start to notice the really subtle ways that the Borden twins treat. Yeah. Like, you know, the whole, yeah. I love you. Yeah. Not today, you know, and mm-hmm. you know what the other, other ones, you know, super into Scarlett Johansson, but the other guy's never into Scarlett Johansson. He might do things to her because that's part of the gag, but it's just the, he just, plays the role so much and it makes everyone miserable but he just does it because of the craft he's such a a craftsman i love going back and watching you can tell you can tell who's who just because of how cold or warm he is to each one of the women and i don't think you pick up on that a lot the first time you watch it well but one of the who's who's uh the the wife of sarah his character Sarah. sarah says multiple times today you love me Today you don't, and I feel like that's a bit heavy-handed. I wish like, you'd be I, I more like consistent. It, no, she, has, I she says tr- it's. A, I think it's more subtle. Like I said, she goes. No, not no, no. Today. She says it explicitly like four times. It's like I wish she trusted the audience yeah. a little bit more not, on that. Not like, today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. You don't love me. Yeah. Then she says something like, "I I feel like you're two different people a lot." Um. Then, like, Hugh Jackman even says, like, uh, he thinks, like, Christian Bale's diary was written by a madman. It's like he's living two different lives. Yeah. I, one of the things that I didn't, I haven't, like, read theories about this movie in a long time, but one of the things that I read recently after suggesting, or after picking this movie for Stevie was that, like, when, when you read the diary and when you hear, like, the first line, it says, like, we were two men at the beginning of a promising career or something like that. Everyone thinks that it refers to Angier and Borden. Oh, I like that. 
but it's it's just mm. it's the twins and like i think it goes on to say like we were just trying to make a career and we never wanted to hurt anybody but everything like plays into this whole twin thing and i don't know i stevie i've always kind of thought that you have hated this movie for like the the trick in it and i think the the part that i love about this movie is like the battle between two or See, three, I wish would three focused- i guess dudes the one-upsmanship of it yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. And there are some parts that, like, I just don't think would fly. I mean, it's cool for, like, cinematic purposes, but, like, come on. Like, if you're going to bring people up on a stage, you know who you're bringing up. Like, Hugh Jackman in a beard doesn't look any fucking different. And he knows he's going to get shot, like... And also, when... That, um, that part is pretty weak, I will give you that. And like, also Fal- Fallon when, chooses him in the audience. Yeah! <laughs> like, really? And it happens fast. Like, it's like they have, like, one or two shows, and it's like, okay, you're up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sabotage. Yeah, and then also, um, when uh, either Frederick or Albert goes up on stage when uh, Hugh Jackman's doing the new um, bird trick, and he kills the bird in front of him, it's like, you know who you're bringing up there. Yeah. He fucks up his face. Well, you can also, uh, the, the person who's picking the person, not Fallon, but the other, the bird one, mm-hmm. he, who's to say he's not just pointing in a direction and he doesn't know who he is? He, he, what if he just gets up and walks up there? Who's going to yeah. stop him? I, I've caught on to that too. It looks like the, the like assistant just points into the crowd and he like stands up and almost like dismisses somebody else who thought it was them like he's like you, this is gonna fucking like, be me like i'm going right, up if there you act like yeah. you're the one called on who's gonna stop you that's a really yeah. good point the fallon the fallon one's a little bit more of a stretch but again mm. that could happen as well he kind of points and if you act confident you just walk up there who's gonna who's gonna say you weren't picked maybe the guy next to him was like oh i thought i was picked let's but I guess hand it was the him. guy who that's looks like my point. my brother's rival a gun <laughs> 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 no, I'm on with Brett. That actually makes sense. Who's going to stop you? But uh, you mentioned the, the bird trick, Stevie. What'd you think of my cocaine? Of Michael Kine? Oh, I love him this movie. There it is. Michael Kine. <laughs> is this uh, the beginning of the, of the BFF with Kane and, uh, Christopher Nolan? Uh, ye- well, Dark Knight, uh, Batman Begins came Batman out Batman Begins is before the Prestige. Is it? Even, okay, even okay. though they started writing Prestige in like 2000, it took them five years to write it because okay. they were going to do it before Batman Begins or Dark Knight, one of the two. And it's so complex. They, they kind of sped up <laughs> the Batman. Okay. So. I mean, but Christopher Nolan wasn't even signed on to do this until like way late in production, right? Well, his uh, this was uh, hmm. a short story that Jonathan had written or like the start of a idea and they just kind of passed it back and forth for five years while they were both doing other things. Gotcha. Now wait, they, they bid on it. What? This is an original screenplay. I thought you said it was like based on a book. It is, but maybe, um, they like bid on, uh, the studio bid on it and they gave it to Nolan, I believe. And cause it was supposed to go to Sam Mendes who did American beauty. Hmm. Yeah, he would have been doing uh, Road to hmm. Perdition at that time, right around that early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, this is, I mean, this is a screenplay, the Nolan brothers wrote it and everything. So, um, yeah, it's based off a book, but again, uh, it's a book from 1995 by Christopher Priest. So has he done any other books of, March? I don't, I don't believe like that, but I, I think it's funny that like Christopher Priest was like watching it and like and the movie blew him away and he kept like apparently was kept saying, 
that's a great that's great why didn't i think of that like <laughs> he really he really liked how it turned out and he said he watched it like three times and like freaking loved it so that's awesome but to get back to pappy's question i love michael kine yeah he's great. i think he is <laughs> such an awesome actor and i also love him in this too because he definitely like gets you think he's on Angie's side the whole time. Well, he is, but he like, sees his downfall, though. Yeah, like in, in, at the very end, I mean, he he likes him. He's super loyal to him because he thinks he's a good man. You know, he's got faults and everything. But when he finds out about the clone thing and what's going on with that, he's just like, nope. And then he, not only that, he doesn't just abandon him. He actually helps uh, Borden get back mm-hmm. to him, get back at him. So because mm-hmm. he realizes he's a monster, which brings me to the second thing I earlier that I uh, alluded to that like just I always thought about real deep about it like every time Angiers goes in that machine he's got zero he has no idea if he's going to be the one drowning or not yeah they said that yeah but it just it just would be so scary you know well I mean I don't know how transportation and transportation cloning works but does he share all of his memories yeah I believe you have a consciousness but you you have the same consciousness, but you're in a different body. So every time he lives, he has no idea if he's the original Angiers or not. So every night he goes on there, he doesn't know if he's going to be the one drowning or not. And that's just like a paradox or whatever for me that I think is just really cool. But So it's like post going through that Tesla machine, both Angiers think they're the real Angier. Right. Yeah. That's why yeah. that one time you know, he grabbed the gun. He's like, no, wait, I'm the – and then he shoots him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the guy who got shot was like, why you shoot me? I'm the real one. But the guy who shot him was like – I'm the real one, but you know, you only have that one body. So you're either the one drowning or the one not. I mean, if that is weird as that sounds, but David Bowie is a great scientist. David Bowie. <laughs> Pap, what's your favorite David Bowie song? Um, Hmm. That's a good question. Um, the one from Labyrinth. Uh, young Americans. Uh, young America. Young America. <laughs> that's probably my favorite. Uh, I mean, dance. Dance magic dance. Dance magic dance. Yeah, God great. dang, that's a fucking t- <laughs> banger. Uh, it's, it's tough to pick, but, but uh, what I noticed, Stevie, on this rewatch of The Prestige is every time David Bowie's in a film, his entrance is fucking mm-hmm. spectacular. <laughs> like, every time. <laughs> He must, he must negotiate that. There's no way that's a coincidence. Like he comes through all these like Tesla sparks in this film. And then, yeah, and then like you I know, think uh, I might be of some assistance. Yeah, and then in the background's like let's dance. Yeah, and then he turns. Oh he's a freaking. He's a bird in Labyrinth, man. I mean, classic. It's it's insane. It's amazing. <laughs> Stevie pulls out the Zoolander. Love okay, it. like that is one of my favorite like. Same, same. Moments in any movie ever. Like, I can, I always go back to that one and make me laugh. But, um, so, as I said, this movie's really well done. It's fun to watch. I also like how, um, a lot of the twin that we start off with is Frederick, not even Albert. Like, how, how do you know this? What? How, how do you know this? What, what's your, it feels like you're differentiating a lot between these two. Because they're twins that are different. But how do you know which one is which? Do they ever even say they're yeah. both names? They're always uh, referred to as Alfred or Borden. Right. Which Fallon. If you take Albert. I, I, no, I, I get it. It's a, it's a combination Al- of the names. Frederick, yeah. And that's their names in the book, I imagine. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't know. So which one's which? Which one's the good? Uh... 
So which one's married? Um, we start off with because um, Frederick is like the really hot-handed one. He like doesn't listen. He's the one we see in the beginning where he's like, "We need to start doing new tricks. We need to start like go branching off on our own." This guy's a hack. And spoiler, he's the one who gets hanged. He's the one right? who gets hanged because when he's walking away okay. from the jail, j- uh, jail cell, um, away from the uh, Fallon, who is Albert at that point, um, he's saying like, "I'm so sorry for Sarah." Like, you know, I'm sorry for everything. You told me not mm. to go. Like, that's him apologizing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I love the bye from Borden at the end. It's like gut-wrenching. Yeah. Yeah, so sad. That's how I could kind of tell between the two. Um, especially, like, when um, he's at the restaurant and uh, ScarJo's calling him Freddy and he doesn't really mind. Whereas, like, when Albert, like, when she calls Albert Freddy, he, like, doesn't like that at all. Like, you can kind of tell mm. in those instances, like, who's who. Yeah. Okay, that's love fair. Me today. That's how I know, Jordan. <laughs> I pay attention to the films. No, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, American Cinematographer's best shot film of between 98 and 2008 is number 36. What's numero un? Oh, I don't know. Titanic? 17,000 people voted, though. That was 97, so probably not Titanic. <laughs> Let me look. Talk amongst yourselves. Pap, do you have any gripes with this movie outside the twin clones thing? Um, yeah, like I would said, the 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 only reason it's not a five star film are I think we spend too much time with Huge Ackman. Like I really don't care how he does his trick. The whole mystery of the movie yes. is how Christian Bale's doing his trick, and that's what's important, and that's what I care about. And that's like the whole emotional thing at the end with the kid. Like I don't need to see. I, I love David Bowie, but I that. And and I love Andy Serkis, uh, Golem, uh, too. Uh, Steve, what do you think about him? Um, Doing an accent. Yeah. Also, what was up with ScarJo's accent? That was atrocious. She was doing the Kate Winslet thing where she was going American accent, English accent. It was very hard to watch. It didn't bother me that much. Same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, Andy Serkis, I mean, he really wasn't that well known at this point outside of being Golem. So it was kind of cool seeing him in a movie like this. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Pre Black yeah. Panther, uh, best picture nominee. I don't know. Like, like I said, like my biggest problem is the amount of time we spend with Hugh Jackman. You think it's too split? We should have gone more to I Christian Bale. But I think he's kind of the star. He's supposed to be the focus of the movie, but it's supposed to like leave you wanting to know. And it's almost like they give up on trying to help you figure out how he's doing the trick. And like you follow is him the around. Prestige, <laughs> yeah, oh, or the the turn. <laughs> Who, Pappy, you'll be happy with, with number two on this list. Uh, Children of Men? Yep. Number one. You're not going to guess. Mad Max? Gladiator. No, Gladi- Gladiator's 15. This is 98 to 2008. Green, green Book. None of you guys are going to get. It's <laughs> Green Mile. Amel- Emily. Mm. Uh, I love that movie. I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list. Saving Private Ryan 3. Movie. There Will Be Blood yeah. 4. No Country 5. Yeah, Amelie's great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I'm looking forward to Dark Knight Seven. Mm. Can we can we talk about the uh, the Prestige versus the Illusionist? My jam. I like the Illusionist. I just like this a lot more. It's I I'm kind of never the same, seen the Illusionist. Brett. Yeah, I, I think so the Illusionist like is get some. It's like decent. Are they similar stories? Like no, I mean no. they're they're about magicians and they're magicians with a twist ending. It's about one yeah. magician with a twist ending. With a really big plot hole at the end. Stevie, well, I don't Steve, care. What what's the plot Stevie, hole, it seems Bradley? like you have stronger feelings. You, my, 
you can't tell me that guy, whatever the big boss guy, uh, that he in the end would kill himself. Why wouldn't he? Someone that powerful? You don't think he could get out of it? No, they told him he wasn't getting out of it. Nah, he he'd be able. There's no way. I just don't. I think that's like option number seven for getting him. Out of what? Watch the movie, man. It's it, this is a lot more like real magic, like yeah. a lot more mysticism. It's our. Right. It's pretty good, man. Edward Norton's pretty good. Yeah, this one actually like is like magic. <laughs> yeah, he's a great bad guy. I can never remember his name. Ruf Rufus Sewell. Scrimjor. But oh. I remember this nice. this being one of like the classic <laughs> annoying Hollywood the exact same movies coming out twice. Armageddon Sudden Impact. Another yeah. Ma- yeah. another magical movie came out that year too I'd never heard of, but um Same. I was looking at that as well. It is called It's with Hugh Jackman. Scoop. Yeah. <laughs> Scoop? Well oh, it's Woody Allen. <laughs> mm. Okay. That's it's Scarlett Johansson and Hugh Jackman. Holy crap. I kinda wanna watch it. What's it what's the Rotten Tomato rating? <laughs> Not, what, oh, what's the Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, I don't know. It's 96 minutes, so it's pretty short. Well, that's good. Ian McShane, he's good, too. Woody Allen doesn't Two stars, two stars. Wow. <laughs> Mostly <laughs> negative reviews. Yeah. On Scoop, 38% Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, that's not good at all. Worst movie Woody Allen has ever made by the Washington Post. Ian McShane. Future punishment pick. Some <laughs> Jackman, we're pivoting. Someone, yeah. called it the, someone called it the funniest movie of the year so far. And Al's funniest <laughs> film in a decade. Ooh, we got some descending views here. Well, Stevie, wait, Stevie, I want to hear your breakdown of Illusionist. Same, same, Prestige. same. Yep. What do you want to... I mean, they're totally different movies from The Prestige. I mean, they're legitimately different movies. Yeah, I've but always I like hated how they were compared. They're always pitted against each other. I don't other. understand why they're compared. They're not even comparable. Okay. Because they're two magic movies that came out in the same year. It's like, year, like, it's like saying Aquaman and Infinity War are the same. Or Dark the average person yeah, Deep Impact and Armageddon came out like three months apart. They're yeah. nothing alike. I mean, I really like The Illusionist. Um, it's more of a love story than anything where this is more of kind of like a petty rivalry. The Prestige Fair. is. Okay. That, Stevie, that's part of the reason that I thought you hated this movie is because I thought you were an illusionist guy. I am like an illusionist guy. Like I love Ed Norton. I love that movie. It's beautifully shot. But you don't you don't pit them against each other. No, I'm not that, like, in that way. Not like okay. this one's that's... better than this one because of this one. No, it's just they're different. You get that though, don't you? Like I've always said, like, hey, do you like the Prestige? No, I like the Illusionist more. I'm like, they're they're not alike. They're like, not always, alike. I at always all. get that, and I'm like, I, yeah. I'm moving Illusionist. What do you man. mean? You always get no, that. Like, How those, many no, conversations like, that was, no, are you oh, having? Dude, I can I can think of one specifically. Dude, and when that, I worked, at, I, I worked at a children's home, and I was like, "Hell, he's he's like." I was like, "Have you seen Prestige? Just watch it. I love it." He goes, "Oh no, I don't like that. I like the Illusionist." I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "What? What year did this you come must out? choose one?" Well, Trust me, well, it was, was it was a big deal back then. I mean, like they both came out. Oh eight, that was a very different movie landscape. In oh eight, you didn't have YouTube videos making a hundred million trailer views. You know what I mean? So it's like. You saw one that was kind of a magic movie, another one that was kind of a magic movie. It was tough to like tell them apart in your yeah. head. Yeah. yeah. Every time I bring it up, my dad goes, now, which one's that? Because he watched yeah, them exactly. both. Yeah, exactly. Which one's that? Yeah. Like, okay, so they somewhat similar, but not really. One's about two magicians trying to one-up each other and drive each other mad, whereas The Illusionist is about one magician um, driving like a really powerful guy mad. Yeah, he's trying. They're both, they both love – well, they they're both, both love the same, the same person. girl. Yeah, yeah Paul Giamatti, he's really good. I mean, it's a, it's a good movie. Yeah, I just, just I don't think dark. they're they're not it's similar more, in any way. It, no. I feel like that's more of like a rebellion type of movie, and this is like a like Stevie said, a like a rivalry. Yeah, hmm. 
I mean, they're both really interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm happy, man. I mean, the like the one of the things I hated about you the most is that you said it was a garbage movie, and you don't <laughs> hate it, and, and you don't <laughs> disliked about you. Um, and now you don't I seem to dislike it, it you, like Stevie. hate it anymore. So that's no, I, just, I consider I, it a win. I it's so well done. It's really well acted. It's really well shot. I just don't like. Twins and clones, it bothers me. I don't know why. I think they could have come to like a clever um, resolution a different way. Or even have a different story in a certain but, way. But but the clones bring mm-hmm. out... Uh, it's just. But there's too much time. Jordan, are you with me? There's too much time spent. I told Pat, you could have shaved 10, 15 minutes like, off this it's, movie. It's not a long film. It's it's two hours and four minutes. But no. I, I, I still think there's time to be cut. Yeah, I... I would agree. I think they're like you said earlier, Pappy, I think there's too much time spent with um with Hugh Jackman. And I think that like you said, the really interesting stuff is mostly with Borden and I would even go further and say mostly with their like rivalry. Um and it kind of gets away from that, I would say, between like the halfway mark and the end. Um so you could probably cut some and tighten it up a little bit. But I wouldn't cut I wouldn't cut a second. I'm I, well, I, I'm saying that a five-star version of this movie is completely focused on Christian Bale's relationships with the two women in his life and is a little bit more ambigu- a- ambiguous on, you know, who's who. And, and, and let's, let's paint Hugh Jackman as this like total mystic figure. Yeah, he has magic machines. I don't even know how he gets those magic machines. The whole, the whole mystery to the audience should be is this one guy. And then the third act twist is the prestige is it's two guys. That that I, would have been way better. I mostly agree, but if you do that, you cut David Bowie, which I think really Dance I, Magic I, Dance. Oh, well, come on, dance. man. You can't you can't cut Bowie and Smeagol out of this movie. Uh I I love that shit. And <laughs> I don't know. Are you I, telling me they didn't walk a fucking around their perimeter of their building to to look for hats? <laughs> like they didn't take a little walk. Uh, dude, they were down a hill in a ravine. I but Hugh Jackman <laughs> just saw it on his way out of the building <laughs> that one time. No, I'm not trying to defend it. Yeah, you're right. There there are some That's holes, dumb. but you're dumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I still think it's a very strong movie. It is a really strong movie. Um, I don't know. I think it could have gone about a different way, but as I said, I'm happy Jordan picked this because I have. I'm happy I got to watch it again. <sighs> the ending yeah. still drives me nuts, but um. So God, you said the ending. So you much. said everything except for the last five minutes. You last love, five Stevie. minutes drives me nuts. <sighs> Interesting. That's what blew me away the first time I watched it, and every time I watch it, still. But the whole thing about the last five minutes is like two minutes and thirty seconds of it. You see right away pretty much right yeah. like there's only two two minutes of new footage in the last five minutes of yeah with the girl and everything mm-hmm. yeah with the girl and then like maybe that last shot of of the god tanks. i love the ending so much i just like i'm going crazy over here but brett if i came to you and said hey i wrote you this coming script, at me bro coming at I me came bro? To you and said hey i wrote this script not only is there clones involved, but the big twist is that twins are going to defeat the clones. Wouldn't you find that kind of hacky? No, because it goes back to the Chinese guy at the beginning. It's the whole point of the movie. Like Jordan said, he was like sacrifice to the craft. He is the prestige man. He I and mean, he is the trick. They've lived their whole adult lives like that. They've ruined their lives. 
they've ruined the lives of other people for the craft of being a magician. That's all he cared about. Now, that's not all he cared about. He loved his daughter and his niece, whatever you want to call her, and his wife and his mistress. But that's like all he wanted to do. It's it's all he cared about was being that magician. Then why get a wife? Why tangle it up? He fell in love with her. But yeah, no, I mean, again, I think that, that probably wasn't part of the plan. And I think the other brother was kind of like, what the heck, bro? <laughs> but like love, love, I mean, it's love, man. What can he do? First of all, Chinaman is not the preferred no nomenclature, Brett. <laughs> what is it, Asian American? What does he say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Michael Caine says Chinaman in this movie multiple times. I just, yeah, and then the, the only way that Angiers could beat Borden was to do some mystical crap. And that was his downfall as well. I mean, they're both, their, their clone and their twin thing was their downfall in the end. And, you know, you think, you think you're rooting for Angiers the whole time. He finally wins I'm, at the end. You're rooting for Angiers in this movie? No, I'm not. Heck no. But I like, I think he's supposed to be somewhat the good guy. And I mean, everyone else kind of thinks Borden's the bad guy. Then again, Angiers did bury Fallon alive. So I don't know. You just think he's going to win at the end. He's finally, he got his tricks and, uh, Got him in prison. I mean, he didn't mean to get him. In. Well, actually, did he? Yes. He set that up? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, man. It's just perfect to me. Uh, the ending's perfect to me, so. Gotcha. Well, I respect that. Anybody have any anything else to add? I kind of want to hear your guys' uh, Christopher Nolan rankings. Ooh, it's too of, hard, man. He's my the favorite. Ones I've seen. Jesus. Or no, would it take too long? No. How many no. movies has he done? Like actually written Eight-ish. and directed. Following. I don't care about written. I think his brother writes everything. You you are you say that all the time. You are you are not correct with that, Stevie. I said never said that on this pod, Brett. You said it on. You gave me crap about it on what? trivia night. You said Jonathan writes all the movies anyway. He writes a lot of them. He they've co they've co written. Fair enough. <laughs> Never mind. I no. We shouldn't. We shouldn't do an order. It'll take That's fucking forever. To get real worked up about. Brett. I love Christopher Nolan, man. I I just. Jesus Christ. You said you hate me. You said you what? dislike me. You jumped down my throat. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pulling up my For Nolan movies. Sake. It's too late. This Damn. Pandora's box. This was the friendliest punishment episode ever until yeah. 30 seconds ago. <laughs> nine movies, he, wrote, nine movies he wrote and directed. Yeah, he didn't write that one, though. Is that the one with Shia LaBeouf? Insomnia? That's no, that's Disturbia. Disturbia. Or Suburbia. Yeah, Disturbia, something like that. <laughs> Disturbia, I think, yeah. Rear Window in the 2000s. Not bad. But I've seen all of them now except for his first one. You got Dunkirk 1, Inception 2, Dark Knight 3, uh, Batman Begins 4, The Prestige 5, hmm. Interstellar 6, Memento 7, Dark Knight Rises 8. You know what? I, I forgot. I actually have a mm. list. It's just might have changed recently, and I've only seen Interstellar. One, uh, I've only seen Inception once. Really? Oh, I can't wait to watch it again. It's so good. Steve, I've only seen it once. Yeah, I thought like everyone sent me at least three times. Um, <sighs> let's see here. Let me go to his director. I'm gonna I gotta, writing. I got to edit mine real quick. It's outdated. Oh, so, I haven't seen Interstellar Insomnia. one. Get the hell. Mm, my boy. Uh, I saw that in IMAX, man. 
I did like, not see it. No, like, No Time for Caution is one of the best pieces that Hans Zimmer's ever written. And watching it on film <laughs> on a giant screen like that was insane. Uh, let's see here. Inception 1, Interstellar 2. Whoa. Inception 1, Interstellar 2. Oh, my bad. Interstellar 1, Inter- Inception 2. Um, Dark Knight 3. Uh, I'll go with Insomnia 4. Wait. Okay. He didn't. I mean, he just directed that one. If that counts or not. I thought we were just doing directing. Yeah. Was Insomnia good? Yeah, I like that movie a lot. Then I would go Dunkirk. Then I would go uh, The Prestige. Uh, then probably uh, Dark Knight Rises. Then probably Batman Begins down there somewhere. And then Memento. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of that movie. I know, you told me. You said it was terrible. Uh Hmm. Hey. Um, these are just my favorites, all right? There's going to be one that's going to shock everyone, so just be prepared, okay? Bring it. Jordan, you better have a list after asking yeah, this question. Sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, my list as it stands, without thinking too hard, The Prestige, Interstellar, Dark Knight, Inception, here's the controversial one, Dark Knight Rises, Dunkirk, Batman Begins, Memento. I had Memento a lot higher after the first watch, and after the second watch, I dropped it a lot lower. <laughs> It's a great one-time watch, and after that, it's like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's still really good. I mean, like the, I just think it's like the usual suspects for sure, for sure. But yeah, I know, I know you can't possibly fathom why Stevie and I love Interstellar so much, but I think it's so good. You had to see it on screen on the big screen, man. I watched it on a laptop. Yeah, it's not, it's not I the same. It. What's Plus, up? you see Matt Damon roll out out of nowhere two two hours in, you're like, what in the world, man? We gotta bleep that out again. <sighs> They've had their time. They've had their time. I'm gonna force my brother to watch it really soon. So, really, he's a big science guy. He just never has time. He's got kids. He never gets to watch movies. Jordan, what's your list? Yep. Uh, I think so. I have not seen Dunkirk or Following, um, and I also haven't seen Memento since I was probably sixteen. So I almost <laughs> kind of count that one out. Um, but for me, it's Dark Knight and then Prestige and then oh boy. Inception and Interstellar are kind of. 3A, 3B, and then wow. I would say Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises are kind of next. Um, Dark Knight Rises is very know. flawed. I get it. I just love Tom Hardy as Bane. I know people hate him for yeah. some reason, but... I mean, I I really like all of his movies, but if you have to rank them, that's kind of where I'm at. That's a pretty good list. <laughs> <laughs> I covered the mic. I, I don't know why I thought that would give it the... <laughs> Wait, Brett, was that you? I thought that was, was Stevie. Was that your Bane? <laughs> hey, guys, I gotta go. Tom Hardy just got here. <laughs> wow. Man, I did not know what reaction I was going to get to that. I'm glad Man, I got a laugh. This is the best Man. movie podcast in the goddamn world. We revealed awesome. Tom Hardy at the 45-minute mark. We're going to end that on a high note. I thought this episode would be so much more combative, Stevie. Fuck. You, you've come around. Well, that was a great episode. I've come I around. It. It's just, I think they could have done something different with the twins and the clones thing. Still bothers me. Fair I enough. understand. Like, and someone did review it. said it's kind of like a trick, like a, almost like a cheap trick, but, you know, not like the crappy band, we, but, you know. Can the, we use one of those songs to play us out? I want you to like the prestige. <laughs> Brett, you're on fire <laughs> They're both terrible jokes, but I'm glad you guys God liked them damn, Brett 
funny. Brett's on fire tonight. Really Happy, are we are we clear to play uh, Modern Love by David Bowie? Yeah, it goes. It's already started playing. There we go. He's not going to complain about it. The single best song to clean your house to, Modern Love by David Bowie. <laughs> Try it. You'll be in the best mood that while you're cleaning, I promise. so specific. I, I've done it. It's a great time. But uh, i like to it's, also thank Brett for his two jokes at the end. Those were hysterical. <laughs> you're, welcome. you're welcome, guys. That was awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. Uh, I have come around quite a bit on the prestige. Uh, still think the tones, the uh, twins and clones thing is hacky. Yeah, but I'll hey, say the tone, the tone's great. It's dark. <laughs> hey, uh, I would give this four out of five stars. Great movie. Um, cool. Yeah, success. Awesome great TV. movie. So, Oscar Pickham unretired. We're bringing it back. Yeah, bringing it back. Love it. Join us next time for the Illusionist. Oh, <laughs> what is next time? Fast and the Furious. Probably split. What? <laughs> oh, I meant for next uh, Punishment oh, movie. Oh, what are we recording next, though? Fast, uh, probably fast. fast and Furious, yeah. yeah. Fast and Furious, fast. Stevie back, loves it. Back in a time when movies had their own theme song, Fast and the Furious killed it. So, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, this was Spoilers. Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Our spoilers hotline is 903-776-4507. That's 903-SPOIL-07. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. That was spoilers.